Welcome back to another episode of Tuxedo Time Podcast Edition. Loving the vibe in here right now. We it's got a like, nice vibe, isn't it? It is a nice vibe. It's like we're colored in, lights. Let me paint the picture. Okay. We're in the office. If you haven't seen it, I'll link it in the show notes. The walls are white. The ceiling is black. The furniture is white and black. Classic. But we have Philips Hue lights on and all of the lights. All of the lights, and we have it on like a sunset mode, so it's like pink and peach and like dim. And not it's sponsored. Like, not sponsored. Yeah, it's like nighttime, and it's like real cozy in here right now. Please, please sponsor us because I'm going to put Hue lights in all of our lights. <laughs> our I know, same. House. And it's going to cost a million dollars. Well, I'm excited to build the studio or finish building the studio in the basement. I don't know if it'll be done by the time this podcast goes up, but outfitting the whole space with like Philips Hue lights so that we can have like mad vibes when we're recording shit. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. It's going to be great. So the format of today's episode is what's wrong? Nothing. Why are you doing the shifty eyes? Oh, I wasn't sure what we were supposed to say. You're like... Nobody can see me, but my eyes are darting all over the place like an <laughs> awkward person. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than the last couple. I know we've only done like a few episodes so far, so like still trying to get like the vibe and the format down. But um, this one is going to be a little bit different because we had a question in the DMs. It's an anonymous question that we thought would be uh, interesting to feature on this podcast and discuss because I think it's a kind of like an important topic that people probably struggle with. I know I definitely struggle with this. What is the topic? Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to read you the question. The suspense is killing me. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm going to read you the question, okay? Okay. So the question is, yep. how do you keep your focus while studying and being a creative? I'm currently getting my environmental engineering degree, but every single minute I'm thinking about something else or writing a script or something else in the creative field. I love what I'm studying, but I can't keep focus at all. Hmm. That is a damn struggle, man. So my first impression on that is, do you really love what you're studying? Because mm. outside of a diagnosable attention issue, <laughs> not, a, not a psychiatrist. <laughs> Interventional right yeah. now. <laughs> um, I, you know, if you're having trouble studying and doing something, then and all you can think about is writing scripts and other things, maybe you should be doing something in the creative field for a living. That's just my honest opinion. Yeah. Again, without knowing anything other than that one question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I get it. You've got multiple areas of interest, and I've you know I've often struggled with that. You know, earlier early on when I was going through school, like school is not fun for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some people who are weird like you thought school was good. But I went to art school. I didn't go to like normal academic. Like I went to a trades college. So it was fun for me because we were playing with computers and design all Yeah, that. and so for me, who, you know, I did, out of the 14 years of university that I have under my belt, probably only the last five were relevant, four even were relevant to my career. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else was building blocks for medical school, and then it was building blocks to get into radiology, and it was building blocks to do actual diagnostic radiology and, and interventional radiology, and a lot of it wasn't even relevant. Mm-hmm. So I get it. You know, you're, you're, you're slogging away doing stuff that really is just a filter to filter out who can get through a program and who can't, and unfortunately, that's what a lot of school, I think, is. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a bit of a broken system, but I don't have a suggestion as to how to improve it. Nonetheless, it, you just have to buckle down, you know? And I was lucky enough to be, I guess, born or learned a work ethic that has done me well and been able to get me to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's tough. And sometimes you just have to kind of slog through it. You've got an interesting yeah. technique. Well, I feel like first you need to figure out, is that really what you want to do? 
or are you doing it because somebody else wants you to do it, first of all? Because I remember reading you that question the first time I saw it, and you said, hmm, that sounds like environmental engineering is a hobby, right? It's something right. that you're interested in and you like, but don't necessarily want to make a career out of it. And I think that for you, um, and I'll talk about my story about college and interest, because I was in a similar situation and actually made the switch. But um, I feel like for you, your eye was always on the prize of being a doctor, but you always had art hobbies on the side. And while you loved those art hobbies, your goal was to be a doctor. Whereas for me, I was going to school to try to be a physiotherapist because that's what I was kind of told I should do or suggested that I should do. And then nurse? Yeah, well, all of those were you know, career options. Oh my God, you I can't know? even picture you doing any of those no, things. same. But what happened to me was that I was in university in a math class, not paying attention with my camera in my backpack looking at my watch counting down the time to be out of the class so i could go taking pictures mm -hmm. and guess what i failed that course because i didn't <laughs> surprise, give a surprise surprise and for me it was like okay well maybe i maybe i like the idea of physiotherapy but maybe i'm not meant to do that and so i don't even think you like the idea of it no i don't think so i think i like the idea of it's having like, a stable career yeah it's like okay well these are the options that are have been presented in front of me this is probably choosing the the most desirable out of those options. Mm -hmm. And that's what you just defaulted to. Yeah. So anyway, I decided, fuck this. I'm going to design school. Well, actually, I wanted to go to photography school, but it was Please too stop. expensive. Please stop burping into the podcast, Mike. I got to drop pips. I got the pips. Slovenly beast. Okay. But anyway, so I was in university and I decided, check this. I'm going to go to art school. Because I can't sit here and not pay attention and fail and kind of ruin my GPA because I want to go shooting photos. So I, just, <laughs> I said, I'm not going back to school. I'm going to shoot photos for the next six months and yeah. apply for graphic design. And that's what I did. And so interestingly enough, you know, I, I kind of, I've always been, had little projects on the side. I've mm -hmm. always had hobbies, uh, video and photography being some of them. Mm -hmm. And I guess an interesting thing too is that not many people might know that I was uh, the photo editor of the Memorial University newspaper mm -hmm. in my last year of undergrad. So that I found was a cool extracurricular activity that I could do. It allowed me to really shoot photos mm -hmm. and not just shoot photos of what I wanted to shoot, but shoot photos of stuff I had to cover for the newspaper mm -hmm. and really kind of get you outside your box and right. comfort zone. So that was kind of, that was a good experience there. Just see that side of things like photojournalism as a side of uh, photography. Uh, and at the same time, it allowed me to bolster my uh, med medical school application. Cause that's kind of a unique volunteer type position. Mm -hmm. I think I got paid a nominal salary to do it, but it was more like essentially a stipend. Right. You know, was, the gear I was using was all my own gear and it was way more expensive than what they were giving me for that job. Mm -hmm. But for, for all intents and purposes, it was a way that I could uh, exercise my creative outlet, but also use it as a way to get towards my goal of going to medical school. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's kind of, that. yeah, I, I forgot about that too. It's kind of like fostering your creative side and acting on it versus thinking about thinking about it a lot. Because I think what can happen sometimes is like, if you don't have a job or like a freelance job or like a, a position at the newspaper, you think a lot about shooting photos, but then you don't really get the opportunity to go and do it. And so it kind of builds up inside of you and you're like, I want to go shoot. I want to go shoot. I want to go shoot. Versus being like, okay, tonight 
after school, I got to get the school done because I have to go to the newspaper. I got to shoot this event and then it's got to be turned around and done by Wednesday. And so by doing that, you kind of exercise the passion and kind of almost like get it out of your system a little bit, Yeah. you know? And then um, once you do it, and I find this too, like when I'm working, if I have an idea, sometimes like if I have an idea, I can't think about anything else besides that idea. And I just have to sit down and do the idea. And once the idea is out of my brain and like onto the computer, then I can concentrate on the things that I have to do. Yeah, and the so, issue is, is if you can't, if you do that and quote unquote get it out of your system, but then you just can't still focus on the task at hand of sitting down and studying for environmental engineering, was that what it was? Yeah. Then, sorry to say, but I think that may be the wrong career choice if you can't buckle down and even just do it. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I no. mean, the thing is though, is that if it is the wrong career choice and you want to be writing scripts and shooting and being creative, like it's a it's a grind in a different type of way. So, you know, in, in one of our previous episodes, we talked about that, mm-hmm. exactly that topic of yeah. traditional versus non-traditional career options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to make that decision, you've just got to be okay with turning your passion into a, and your hobby and passion into a job because it will change it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely pros and cons to that. I mean, it definitely changed it for me because like I said, I was shooting photos as a hobby and trying to go to school. And then I decided to go to school for design. And then in turn, photography came along with that. And then that turned into a job and it definitely changed it. I mean, we made a whole video about this, but we'll touch on it here again. Um, you get to the point where you're doing all these jobs for clients and it becomes stressful. And the realities of running a business and shooting and trying to push the creative side of your brain all the time, it, it kind of wears on you. And then you just don't want to touch your camera. So, you know, we go on vacation and while in a perfect world and now I would take my camera and document it, I, I wouldn't even bring it. And I don't even document our trips through photography the way I used to do it when I was just shooting for fun. So it definitely changes it. It it changes like, for me, I looked at my camera originally as like this fun tool where I was gonna document all of the things. And then when it was a job, it was a stressor. When I left my office at five o'clock, I left my camera in there and I never shot a photo for fun. And it definitely changed my dynamic. Now it's a bit different because it's been so long and we're, you know, lucky enough to be able to make our YouTube channel and document our life and that, but it's different. Yeah, it's definitely different. Oh, back back to doing things, sort of getting it out of your system. I used to do these most elaborate videos for some projects. Do you remember that biochemistry project I did? Oh my God, yes. You used a lot of your skills in photography and video um, to integrate like into projects you did for, yeah, like biochemistry for med school. There was a lot of times where you were able to bring that, those skills into your field yeah so yeah yeah, trying to trying to do that that might also be a solution again i don't know anything about environmental engineering do you remember when you made like what was it like snakes on a boat snakes on a boat yeah you made like a full film (laughs) (laughs) with with muzzle bursts and muzzle flashes from the guns and everything it was so bad but so good (laughs) the overlaid blood effects from the from the snakes exploding anyway yeah oh it's fantastic (laughs) oh my god we used to do so much shit You, you yeah you used to make some elaborate fucking shit (laughs) <laughs> what was it like? Didn't you make this huge like med school video that like integrated into this dance for one of your? Uh, yeah. Well, I think that actually started a trend because up to that point, the incoming medical school uh, boys would do a, a dance at the annual fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And we did, I was like, well, let's do a video and then it'll segue into the dance. 
And I think that's like the standard now. Yeah. They have to make a video and do a dance. That's so funny. I wonder if they still do that. If, if anybody oh, goes to Memorial do. Medical School. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> but you know, you use that concept with that biochemistry with your snakes on a boat um, video. Because didn't, wasn't it like at the end of the video, you guys like came in, like you were running through, like the end of the video was like you guys running through the hallway and then the video stopped and you guys busted in through the doors and then you did your right. presentation. And we were in the same clothes. You were in the same clothes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of taking your creative um, mindset and your concepts and then like molding them into a way that really made you stand out in a different way in biochemistry. Yeah. 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 I think back then, I think video and photo, photo now is just so ubiquitous. It's very common. Yeah. But back then, I think it was a little bit less common. Definitely. All right. I think we've answered that question. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's really interesting because I, I do think it's like something people struggle with too, you know, because like you get, yeah, you, there's almost like a pressure. Like I had to do this one yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's tough too because I think even nowadays we come from a, a generation where before smartphones were always available mm -hmm. and my work ethic has kind of already been solidified more or less. Right. But I feel bad now because kids are growing up with, you know, information being thrown at them at a mile a minute. And it's, I, I do think it's probably had to, to the detriment of their attention spans. Absolutely. You know? I even find that I can't focus the way I used to be able to focus. Like, I have a specific way now that I have to work, and I'll talk about it after the break. But, like, even watching movies, like, I have a very difficult time sitting through a two-hour movie in the theater and just sitting there watching it. <laughs> I don't, but... <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But, you know, I, and I think, too, like... I feel like I'm constantly stimulated by all of the things, you know, social media and editing and stuff. Whereas like when you go to work, you you don't have your phone or like screens on really. Like you do a little bit, but well, I mean, well, I'm I guess like stand up in a case and my phone is under like three layers, layers of, of, yeah, of various things. Right. So it's, yeah. You're focused on the task at hand. You're using a different side of your I'm brain. I'm literally focused on treating patients. So it's mm -hmm. not something that is even relevant, but yeah, I, I get it. It's like you're sitting here and it's easy to become distracted. Absolutely. I think a lot of people probably have that issue. Definitely. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. After the break, I do wanna talk about uh, actually that, like how do you stay focused when you're working from home and then Instagram is going off and your text messages are going off and email and shit because it's very distracting. So I'm gonna talk about how we can like deal with that. All right. Cool, all right, be right back. We answered the first question, which was like a deep question. It's kind of like, oh my God, what should I do with my life? <laughs> what should I do with what my life? What should I do Thank with you. my life? The second question is, how do you stay focused while editing? And what shoes do you wear to stay comfortable? <laughs> I think you have a lot of editors that follow you on. Is this Twitter that you This is Instagram. Posted? Oh, this is yeah, Instagram. I posted okay. a big thing on Instagram that said like, what do you want to hear about on the podcast? And so I got okay. like a bunch of things and this is one of them. But guys, if you're listening, like if you want to hear anything specific or you have questions for us, let us know on Twitter at Becky and Chris. Just say, hey guys, like you love the podcast, five stars. And um, <laughs> this is what I want you to talk about or here's my question for the podcast. So just let us know if you want to hear anything. If, if you DM us on Instagram, we probably won't see it. So just tweet us on uh, Twitter. Um, okay, so to answer the question, I'm gonna answer the easy part first. What shoes do you wear to stay comfortable? Well, obviously I'm wearing muggler ups. I know what shoes you wear. Muggler ups. Um, everyone asks me, what are those slippers? Not everybody, like a select people. But um, people always ask, like, what are those slippers? They're very nice for flying helicopters in, too. Oh, God. They're nice for everything. Road trips. I wore them for basically for all the long flights in Cold Island. Yes. If you haven't seen that, check out our YouTube channel. We basically flew the helicopter from Buffalo. New, from Buffalo to Newfoundland. Very long trip, and we made a big whole docu-series out of it. Anyway. Yeah. So when we went on that trip, one of the most important items besides cameras and underwear was slippers 
we have, because sitting, so here's the thing. It was 40 hours of flying round trip, right? Mm -hmm. So you're sitting in this like confined helicopter. You can't really move anyway. And then you put constrictive boots on your feet. It's like, uh, I mean, you could have taken off your shoes. I mean, you could have, but glurps are so much better. So I have these, they're wool slippers. Mine are light gray and they have a rubber bottom. And so I bought the rubber bottom ones specifically for the helicopter. So I could like get out of the helicopter, fuel up, use the bathroom and just like wipe them down with like a wipe or water or whatever, or like run out into the patio. They're a bit or, more I mean, rugged guess, than the leather bottoms. They're more rugged than the leather. Yeah. yeah. So you have the leather bottoms. I also have another pair of leather yeah. bottoms. So right? interesting enough, glurps, uh, I think they're affiliated with Blundstone. Blundstone. I think. Yeah. And back when we were like these micro bloggers with a very small Instagram following, they actually like reached out and wanted to send us some, some footwear. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh yeah, sure. Cool. Free stuff. You know, back in Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, we've just been wearing them ever since. This, oh, is, be- just, this is before our channel was anything really. Well, actually, I think I reached out to them because I was like, oh, I you? want these slippers, but they're kind of expensive. Like I didn't want to buy them because I was, we were very poor. We were strapped for cash. Really we strapped were just for cash. Crawling into debt. And they're not cheap slippers, but I can tell you right now, they're definitely worth $130. Yeah. And you bought them since then. You've actually I bought, bought yeah. your own pair because you wanted the ones with the rubber bottoms. Right. And now I want a pair of like slip on ones just for traveling. Yeah. There you go. But anyway, so I digress. Slippers are glare ups. They're the best. I wear them every single day. Um, but the first part of the question was, how do you stay focused while editing? So I had this really um, big problem where my computer is old. 2013 Uh, so what happens to me is like i'll be editing and i'm pumped and i'm excited and then i start importing footage and then suddenly i get a pizza ball or something crashes or like i I had to wait for my cpu to did you know that nobody else uses that term pizza ball i know people were like what's a pizza ball i'm pretty sure i actually i like i think it's it's spinning beach ball of death yeah so i get the spinning pizza ball of death and i don't know why i don't know how pizza got interjected (laughs) into it because pizza's life Sure. Okay. Oh, wait. This is not Wins Food. Okay. <laughs> I love pizza. Oh, pizza. Okay. So okay, anyway. Anyway, what we're talking about? Pizza? You're talking about you have this old computer. Oh, yeah. So I have this old computer. So I have this problem where I can't... Like, if my CPUs are at full fucking blast, I can't play back my footage or, like, audio doesn't work or whatever. So I have to, like, wait for them to calm down or a number of other issues that come with having an old-ass computer. Ass computer. computer. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Anyway, so what happens to me is I'm waiting. So, okay, I pick up my phone and check Instagram. 10 minutes later, my computer's fine. It literally takes like 15 seconds for your CPUs to catch up. And so I get distracted. So I'll check Instagram, check Twitter, and then suddenly I'm down a rabbit hole of social media. And this happens multiple times. And I pick up my phone every time and I get distracted. So I'm not doing like a full productive product, product, productive. I'm not doing a full productive day of work because my computer's slow. And I'm an idiot, so I just pick up my phone and I get distracted. So Johnny Harris, I asked him, I was like, how he stops working at like five o'clock. He has a very specific schedule. Both him and Iz have a very specific schedule because they have kids and they've made like the commitment to leave their office. So I've talked to them about this. Iz and Johnny are some buddies are. They also do YouTube. They have their own separate channels. Check out some of their links in the show notes below. Nice. Yes, they also have a new business called Bright Trip Dope. Oh yeah. Not yeah, sponsored. Yeah. Link in the show notes. Yeah, it's basically classes on Traveling. how to travel so dope and the yeah. branding is so good like turquoise and um orange and it's like illustrations mixed with photography it's yeah, just really done, good they've done a really good job yeah. they did a really good job so anyway so i was talking to them about like how do you get the work done in that short period of time because they have kids so they have a very strict like schedule they leave the office at like four and so basically what they said was like they will set a timer where for like an hour or two hours and they work in these like incremental time periods 
where during that time they don't touch their phone, everything is turned off. So I've started doing this. I've started setting a timer for like an hour, hour and a half um, to build myself up to like two hours. So I set the timer, I turn my phone over and I put it away and I just edit. And if I get, if I have to wait for my CPU to like chill or if I, like there's a pizza ball, I just wait. I don't check Instagram. I don't go on the internet. I don't do anything. I just wait for it. And it has actually, I've only been doing it for like three weeks on and off, depending on what my day looks like. And I did it a couple of days ago when I was editing a video and I got the video done in like way less time than I would normally get it done. Like four hours. Four hours. <laughs> it changed everything for me. Sounds like you uh, need a PC. I'll go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, trust day. So anyway, that mixed with, I started storyboarding my videos was like a massive help. So this timer technique, I'm definitely gonna like integrate that into my workflow for now on. Um, sometimes the things don't take like that long. Like if I'm working on a design, it's easy. And that's the funny thing. If I'm working on a design project, I never get distracted. I'm full the fuck on. It could be like five hours. I'm like, fuck, it's like six o'clock at night. But for whatever reason with video, I think it's cause like you wait for a render, you wait for this, you wait for an import. Whereas like design, it's not like hard on the computer. Um, there's like moments where you're just like complacent and then no attention span. So you have to like do something. So you check Instagram. So the timer technique. Game changer for you. Game changer. I also do find too, like in the night before I'll like write a list, especially on Sundays of like the things that I have to do this week. So like what video I have to do or what video I'm going to film um, and what tasks I need to do. And then I'll say, okay, tomorrow, the night before I know like the next day, in the morning, I'm gonna do like this video. In the afternoon, I'm gonna like schedule this for Pixel Lens. So I kind of have that in my phone. So I know like I have to get this video done before I can move on to my next task. So the timer thing helps. We're still gonna use this podcast thing. We're still using, well, our rigs aren't as shitty as they were before. We have proper pop screens now. Yeah. Um, we're still using the Rode Micro, Rode Video Micro and the Rode Video Micro Plus. We're using video mics. like With like the Zoom recorder. Consumer video mics. Listen, if this doesn't sound perfect, we're still working on it. Like I said, we're just... Yeah, also, this is a terrible room to record in. Yeah, I know. We we can't... There's hard surfaces everywhere. I know. This is the worst choice. <laughs> but it's so much more comfortable than that couch setup. It's just, there's a lot of... We need to get the studio done downstairs. Yeah. So anyway, bear with okay, us bear while with we us, work out our... Um... Don't unsubscribe because of the echoes. That's right. Please don't, please don't. Okay. Some people in the poll that I asked on Instagram were asking about the house. want house updates. And talking about losing focus... Oh God, yeah, the house. Um, we're f not as far along with the renovation as we were hoping to be, but I feel like that's everybody who takes on a renovation, including our last one that legit, it took us like two years to get to 80% and then three years to do the remainder of the 20%. Mm -hmm. It's so just easy. Just in time to move away. Yeah, it's so easy to lose focus on, on the reno because it's, it's not like a day's work. It's like a week's or a month's work for like one project. Yeah. It's it's tough, and you know we're we're spread pretty thin from time from a time standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, but for us, you know, we're gonna be we're, we're sort of tackling it instead of like our last renovation, ripping the entire house apart on day one, and then living in a construction zone for six months. Uh, we're doing this in sort of room by room, mm -hmm. so we're able to live through the renovation this time and not, you know, want to. Um, Cry in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's something we learned during the last one. Like we in our first house, which we actually that's how we started our internet content was through a blog, a home renovation blog for our, our first house. And um we were so excited about renovating ourselves that the first night we ripped out the kitchen and then we ripped down walls 
and we started ripping down ceilings and suddenly the entire house was in shambles and it took us six months to be able to walk through the house without like paper and plaster all oh over the God, floor it, was a, it was a mess so this time we said we're like we're not going to do that anymore it's too stressful but yeah oh, what's funny about us generating content for our blog mm-hmm one of the nurses at work, she said, I'm looking up dark living rooms and I found one that looked nice. And I was like, oh, this one's nice. And then looked at it, it says Rebecca Peckham and Chris Nicholas. And <laughs> it went to a, it, it was your guy's photo. It was your names. She said, what are the odds of that happening? I was oh like, God, oh, that's, that's crazy. So funny. Yeah. yeah, that was so long ago. Yeah, crazy. So, so I think the other thing we learned from that renovation was that like we jumped in and tore everything out and finished like the kitchen in six months. And then, you know, put up tile but we had no time to like really live in the space before we renovated it so i think we did a pretty good job like figuring out what we needed but with this house it's bigger it's different and like we wanted to live in it first for a bit to see how we use the space um what needed what we needed what we didn't need because there's like a lot of storage and weird stuff in this house that like like there's two toilets in the master bathroom which we thought was very odd at first. It's incredible. But it's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> We're going to get rid of one of them, but I kind of don't want to. Because it's actually like, I mean, we have no shame in our relationship, so who cares? Yeah, but, but uh, when we went in, we were like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, they, but listen, like, they, wait, they poop together? Let me clarify. <laughs> they're not like two toilets next to each other or two toilets facing each other. Right. They're, like, they're both around corners, so like you can't see each other when you're using the bathroom. Using the bathroom. Right. Yeah. You can hear each other, though. Yeah. And if you have no shame, I mean, I did look at you poop on the rock that one time. So whatever. I mean, you've seen gross things with me too. So, I mean, after 16 years, what do you expect? Look, I told you not to look. Listen. We're out in the wilderness, had to poop on the rock, and you looked. No regrets. I have regrets. I don't. I should have found a more private rock. I'm pooping. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I know. It was great. It was fantastic. Listen, and then you, you, and then you were like, oh, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> you started vomiting. You started listen, urging. Listen, you don't spend 24, what was it? 24 hours on a rock with somebody and not take the opportunity to look at them having a dump off the side of the rock. Okay. okay? Listen, you're <laughs> fucked up. Okay. We saw a lot of weird things on that trip, Chris. <laughs> if I didn't see you poop once on the side of the rock, it would have been a bad trip. There, whatever you say. No, yes. Anyway, back to the original question. Yeah. Update on the renovation. Uh, yeah, we're taking it piece by piece. Um, I think our most recent project has been sort of the living room. Mm-hmm. We wanted... To, that was a difficult one because we spent weeks, trying, months even, trying to figure out how we were going to reconfigure that room. The room yes. is massive. It's massive. And it had tons of built-in cabinetry and then on the corner there was a built-in for a tv but the problem was is that the built-in for the tv was built for like one of them tube tvs from like the 90s cathode ray tube thank you crt display yeah yeah so it's like there's it's obsolete now it's obsolete Those types nothing of fits in that type yeah. of cabinet and it was just yeah it was very old school with the kind of corner the way it kind of nipped off the corner mm-hmm. it was like a beveled cabinet like 45 degrees i think i probably did like 25 sketches on how to rework that corner and also thinking about like how can we not have a lot of wastage like how can we reuse some of this stuff um, so like we were going to tear everything out and then we were going to like build this other thing. And then we were like considering putting the TV on a different wall. And then after literally months, when did we start it? Two months, like in November, when we moved in here in April. <laughs> it was like, yeah, many months later, we yeah, finally like figured out. Later. Yeah, we finally figured out what we we're going to do. So we started working on that project, put up the wall. Yeah, got a new TV. I too guess big, that was tech- 
It's not too big. It's too big. It's not too big. What is this? It's Se- massive. 75 inches? That's a big ass TV. Could have gone 83. Ass TV. Ass TV. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates us. Yeah. We're the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got I think this. it's perfectly sized for the wall. Though. It is. You're I don't right. think it's too big. It I is. think if we went 65, because you wanted to get one of those picture frame TVs that sort yeah. of blend in because you hate tech. I don't hate tech. You're a terrible person to be in the You're YouTube the worst. tech space That's if not, you hate tech. No, I don't hate tech. That's a big ass lie, Chris. Ass lie. Ass lie. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted, um, because of the way the room is configured, that's kind of like the one blank wall that you could put art. So I wanted a TV that looked like a picture frame so that when it wasn't playing Heart of Dixie, it you're could show ter- you're a terrible person <laughs> it could show one of our photos the only reason that i watched that show with you is for my undying love for rachel bilson i know it's a fantastic show she's the only person on my laminated list that i haven't met yet by the way shit we had to figure out how wait, to wait you met taylor swift i met lights oh lights right right <laughs> you were in lights this music video fun true, fact true true but back to the renovation yes so we i'll put a like a couple of photos of like what that process is looking like on in the show notes at beckingcrisscom slash podcast. It will be linked in the description box. And yeah, we're not done it yet. We still have to do some cabinetry and we got some plans. Um, You haven't seen it on our YouTube channel. No. Are we saying why? Are we saying why? Uh, I don't know. Again, the we, people listening to this podcast are probably only a small subset, a small fraction of the most dedicated people. You're right. You're right. We, we, are, we are filming it. We'll just say that. Okay, we'll leave but it But you're probably not going to see it for a while. For a while. Um, so we started the living room, really want to like, we had to like put floor, lay floor in the kitchen and get everything restained. And we got to hire somebody for that. Like I'm dying to get the kitchen done because photos. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, um, we have both. Not this... so you can use a nice new kitchen. Well, that too. But you know, <laughs> but I love like the photos, you know, I love like staging up a little moment. I was looking at our coffee station back at the old apartment and I was like, damn, like I miss having a little something to like shoot or like look at. Like I get a lot of joy from placing things on a shelf. Little vignettes. Yeah, little vignettes. And so, um, yeah, I'm like kind of looking forward to having that. But um, out of all the rooms, I think the, like, the most important for us to get done first were like our workspaces so that we could do like this podcast and our YouTube channel and stuff. Um, so this office that we're sitting in right now is done. Yeah, and you put up a, a video already about that. Yeah. And then the uh, other room where we film our other videos is also like 90% done. Yeah, I think you're still figuring out what's going to go where. Yeah, I think originally that was supposed to be like our filming studio, but mm-hmm. we're quickly outgrowing that space. Yeah. Um, now we're turning like the unfinished part of our basement into like a full studio. Right, yeah, so that's that's big. Yeah. Uh, and just for anybody who hasn't been up to speed on the our house, because really we've only done one or two episodes that talk about it or show it, mm-hmm. um, it's a sort of a would you call it a split not a split level it's a it's almost like a ranch but it's like not a, it's a like ranch. a bungalow it's a bungalow but as a walkout basement and it's probably what just under four is it four thousand square feet yeah i think so okay it's but way too, it's way too big for us well so, well actually it's not so we've been using all of the space we have it and and it sounds massive but the the key here is that we don't really use the basement for the basement is comprised of a full bathroom and basically two guest rooms mm-hmm. and then some weird little sitting room yes. and then a big hallway. Right. So, and we literally just use that for guest rooms. Well, that one of the reasons why we bought this specific house was for that second floor with the bedrooms because we live away from family. We wanted to have like a space that family could come and stay and not feel like they're on top of you. Right. So like in a, in a normal world, like we would, we probably wouldn't have bought a house this big, but no. Um, it's interesting because when we were buying houses, I was like, we're never going to, like, I don't want to buy a house where we're not going to use 
half the rooms like we're never going to go in like this room but we're actually the way the house is laid out like we've actually been using it besides the guest rooms until people come and stay with us right. we've been using every single room in this house yeah. every room and and i think a lot of that came from you know having rooms that you're not using was more so in reference to having like a dedicated dining room yeah a dedicated living room a dedicated right. family room it's like you don't we i mean i grew up and we had all of those things mm -hmm. and we use the family room all the time and the dining room and living room were just not used yeah it's funny how that works isn't it it is and it's it's what's interesting too is that like this house was built in the late 90s and there's no like dedicated living room because i feel like at that time like people were still building dedicated living rooms that was the transition i think yeah, yeah. i think so too but yeah it's it's cool and so i think like maybe if we weren't working at home too we we definitely wouldn't use the space the way we use it now no but because we are i mean half the spaces are youtube spaces oh totally <laughs> or sets you know so yeah so we basically have this like unfinished portion of the basement and now that we've been living here and we haven't done like a lot of renovations we're realizing like hey chris needs a drone workshop and we need like a podcast drone factory <laughs> yeah we need like a proper podcasting studio with like sound panels and shit so you're not getting this echo like this podcast today um and then like mics that are always set up mics that are always set up an unboxing station that's always set up uh lights camera yeah, mounts so like you have the space why not use it exactly and everything is dedicated and i feel like i feel like we're at the point now with the channel that we can there's value in creating that space for us and having it you know it's like we know we're going to be making the videos we've been doing it for three years yeah and having the space i guess it's like people sometimes are like okay now i'm going to buy a studio like you, the next upgrade from like working in your house is like getting a studio space mm -hmm. and it just so happens that we kind of have that in the basement right which is great yeah you don't have to leave yeah and if the barrier to creating something is just because you don't want to set up mics and lights and things mm -hmm. then it's only going to help improve throughput right exactly so we're doing that now kind of like setting up mics and lights and shit but it would be nice because we're making content so often and we record this podcast now and then we have wins food which is like another podcast um but that's one that becky's part of with her buddies here in buffalo that's right chris is I'm, not a part of that i'm not part of that it's very vulgar but if you like to laugh and have a good sense of humor and are interested in food topics maybe the <laughs> Loosely, podcast is, it starts well, off as food and it just goes well, off the rails <laughs> i mean we always talk about pizza there you go at some point but anyway, so we do have that podcast. So it's now we're starting to realize like, yeah, we need dedicated spaces that would just make the workflow easier. Now that I'm actually doing this full time, you know, it's worth the effort to go down and plaster and paint the walls and seal the floor and, you know, build basically five sets. Yeah. And we're not going to finish it like a room. No. It's going to be finished for the purpose of making YouTube content with, a, with very multiple sets, three sets, basically. Yeah. It was interesting because... Um, I was talking to Johnny, actually, Harris, about this. They have a beautiful studio. And so I was like, kind of like, how do you, like talking to him, like sometimes it's just easier when you talk about your ideas with somebody, but how do you make a studio space and like get over the fact that it's not every single second and corner needs to be perfectly staged like a house? And he's like, you need to start, you need to think about it as like, it's a functional studio. Your sets have to look good, but the rest has to function as a studio. like you don't need to have a couch with like two chairs on the other side as you would have it in a living room because you need to put a camera on lights there. So you have your chair and then it might look empty when you're down there, but when you're filming, it looks yeah, you're, right. You're staging it for, for the video and you're not an imaging, you're not staging it for living in it. Exactly. And I think this is the first time that I'm kind of like dabbling in this type of design. Like we've designed kind of like rooms and sets before, but they've all had to have like 
fully functioning they had to be fully functioning rooms because they were rooms because they were a house exactly yeah. and they like doubled that like the office slash guest bedroom in the apartment was like both so they had to look nice right in both scenarios we're done that's the update oh really on the house. that's yeah. the update on the house oh okay only a couple of questions we're old now we are old yeah and, so and if we, anybody's who, if anybody's coming here and saying oh these kids have a house it's like we're old or like what these kids don't know what they're talking about like we have a lot to learn, but we've been through some life experiences where I feel like maybe our advice would be valid and helpful. Maybe. Maybe not. Or maybe you're full of shit. Oh, maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't put that in then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Can I make this an ASMR channel? No, a, no, no ASMR channel, Chris. ASMR. No ASMR. Okay, we're going to end this podcast. I think we should go make some food probably. Okay. Um, because it's late. And then we're going to watch our show. What are we watching? Uh, you, uh, Netflix. <laughs> well close <laughs> you said the name of the show first by accident because you were going to say youtube oh my god you're right <laughs> i mean i mean that's exactly what i was going to say yeah we're watching the show you on netflix so we're going to go um have a date we're going to watch that show we're going to make some rice oh should we do it that's deadly and say it's that show all right well that's it there so thank you again for tuning in i, I don't wonder, know how to can you hear that the pool yeah. Oh, by the way, this this house has a pool in it. it. This was that was not something that was on our must-have list. In fact, it wasn't even on our list. Period. It's just that this is the house we liked, and it just happened to have a lap pool in it, which is sounds so bougie. It does. <laughs> so if you heard that kick in, that was like the, the pool pump. Pool pump. Yeah. But it, it's actually kind of nice, and I and I, I feel sad because we've sort of neglected it, and then you're being a germaphobe are afraid to get into it now well i think the filter you told me the guy has to come and get the filter cleaned every three months and it's been S like every six months seven he says good every six months okay that was in april it's january okay well anyway we're old so we got to go watch our show before it's bedtime because it's almost seven o'clock so um thank you for listening <laughs> to this podcast i hope you found it valuable um if you have any questions for us hit us up on twitter at becky and chris and uh, we'll catch you on the next one Bye.